You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Um, so what did you say uh, there, Profane? Oh, I was just saying, I was asking if you guys uh, follow this Instagram handle called sitreps underscore two underscore steercos. Sitreps to steercos. Because it appears to be some type of military meme account. Uh, yeah. And I, I try to, I delete Instagram every week and then, down, <laughs> and then download it for the weekend because I'm absolutely addicted. So I'm not following this every single day and liking every post, but some of the stuff is funny when I get it. And half the time they're making military shorthand jokes that I don't get at all. <laughs> yeah, there's a, so I'm kind of looking at it right now. It seems that, it, so I'm not going to shoot down this page, but um, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I think that, that it, it looks like it's, a, it's primarily towards Army Aviation, which is its own unique uh, entity. That being said. I believe uh, you said they queef. They queef, not, not loudly. They queef. <laughs> no, they queef. <laughs> so again. Uh, for those so what does that are, mean? Okay. I thought you were saying they queef loud. <laughs> oh no, they they queep a lot. Like the art. So I was, uh, you're saying that somebody referred this because uh, this is this page is run by some former West Pointer, which I say a West Pointer is only slightly better than an Air Force Academy grad, but at the same time probably worse because. Because uh, <laughs> what I was saying is they queep so much. Because the army they queep a lot, and when I say queep, queep is like um, anything non-job related that is a detriment to, or sorry, is non-related to actually accomplishing the mission, but it's um, kind of very infinitesimal um, changes and infinitesimal. Uh, attention to detail to things that don't necessarily really matter and putting a higher importance over that um, uh, of those infinitesimal, almost not meaningless, but in the grand scheme of things, meaningless things over the top of the mission. Would you say that's fair, Port? Yeah, I think so. Um, how? But how is the army? The, really, the army is the more creepy, you think? Yes, 100% they are. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's no... <laughs> my mind and granted i was not in the army i just worked with the army right right and think about it like this okay so here's an example of queep right um schedule or so yeah scheduling meeting um you normally have a for the air force you have a schedule everybody has a schedule so you fly you know you fly we're gonna fly monday through friday and we make sure that we're going to launch jets at you know 8.30, 10.30, and 12.30. Okay, got it. That's We have a scheduling meeting to establish that. Um, but sometimes there's going to be a, before that big scheduling meeting that we brief to the boss, we have another meeting. And that meeting is kind of, it's almost redundant. It's sure, it's like kind of like practicing before you sell it to the, the big boss who's going to buy it. And sometimes you have a scheduling meeting to prep for the scheduling meeting that you're going to prep for the boss. Well, put it like this. The Army, there's different echelons, right? So you have, like, your boss, then you have you who's the boss, and then you have people who are below you who are, you're in charge of. Well, at every level, they're having three of these preparation meetings. So the guys below me, if I'm in the Army, are going to have – probably three preparation meetings to brief me. I listen to what their brief is. I make changes. I then brief my boss three times. And then my boss says, okay, here's the changes. And then finally we go to the big boss. Just So there's essentially 12 meetings. <laughs> no joke. Essentially 12 meetings before you actually brief it to the person who ma who matters and oh by the way they're gonna say nah, i don't like that change a little bit of this and then you go so yeah, i think it's because they're retarded right 
Uh, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't go that far, man. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no comment. No, they. It, it's just, I think the the army does different things. They they are working at a, with a larger number of people, so they have to get things correct, and because of that, they end up making themselves just run themselves to the ground. And then the thing, what I was saying about the West Pointers is sometimes the West Pointers, they are taught from the very beginning, much like the Air Force Academy people are sometimes, sometimes we're not quite as bad, I'd say about the quick things, but the talk from the beginning, if you're not, if you're not working 20 hours out of your 24 hour day, you're probably not working hard enough. Um, <laughs> and it's, and it's ingrained in them. And there's, that's why whenever army meets air force and we have to plan something um and we're in the same room things can like we can butt heads because then the army says oh well you have crew rest uh you got you're you're a pansy because you have to sleep for 12 hours before you go fly an airplane i'm like okay yeah i gotta sleep 12 hours before i go fly this fucking quarter, <laughs> quarter million pound aircraft and or it probably actually half a million pounds of aircraft that is always trying to kill me and oh yeah drop a bomb on the good the bad guy without killing the good guy and then also be there on time and on target and do this all um while getting shot at potentially and people are complaining about oh well you're not you you get 12 hours of uninterrupted uninterrupted time away from work and it's like all right man you'll just never get it because all that <laughs> all that exists to you is you and your relative pea shooter pointing at some people in the woods and shooting um but i digress and the, and the nuanced like equipment that we deal with you know what i mean like it's not uh, as simple as just take off and there's like some people there just <clears throat> blow them up you know right we have to like take information one way translate it work around the systems that only take this bit of information this way and output it a different way to translate it some other way to get a bomb off the jet you know and there's there's, there's a lot that uh sometimes again the is the army wrong not necessarily um they just have a different way of doing things they do things two-dimensionally for the most part except for army aviation um while we do things three-dimensionally. So it's a different mindset in different ways. Not One game is not better. It's just they're different games. That's all. Yeah, and that was a good point about the how big they are because, yeah, everybody's got their pros and cons. Um, but that, that was a good point about how big they are because something I learned more and more recently is, uh, or more often, I guess, is um, trying to get the right message out there the, the first time. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it becomes a fuck. It spirals out of control, you know. <laughs> you have an example? Oh, it's too close to home right now. But um, basically, you know, especially being in a test squadron, like sending out deficiencies or information, um, and then you know people take it and run with it. And then, I mean, you remember being in the squadron. And for those that don't know, like. You know, a lot of our stuff is written down and it's very concrete, you know, but some of it is gray. And then on top of that, you know, like you talk about stuff of like how things are going to work out in the war or something like that or how things work that we're not totally sure of. And it's like, oh, well, this guy said this, but this girl said that. But I I heard over here that this happens. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of like uh, mushy stuff that happens that nobody's like really sure on. So you got to be careful or I, you know, I learned more and more. You need to be careful sending the right message with the right verbiage the first time, or maybe not even sending it, you know, waiting until you get an official document or something um, before you start spreading the word. Cause and it'll spread like wildfire too. So, but uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There's, there's you don't want the wrong jets. thing spreading. I know we've kind of, uh, we've, we've digress from the original question and you railed the yeah 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 no it's just all all i'm saying is that that uh the army is pussies (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what you have to take away from this Uh, (laughs) at least at least i think some of the other meme pages 
do a little bit better job of making things that are uh, funny. I, I would suggest, um, well, they got, I think they got uh, banned off of Instagram recently or they got deleted, but uh, Viper Driver memes is pretty funny. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, other good ones. Um, Bomber Meme Bros is pretty good. You can probably understand some of that. Um, I'm trying to think uh what other stuff yeah those are probably some of the like, again those are aviation related maybe that and also it could be since we're in the air force we understand uh aviation stuff better so those ones appeal appeal to us i don't know right right uh oh another good one disaster uh dot iv so like disaster dot four in roman numerals that's a good one yeah um you i think you probably laugh at some of their shit they're always saying that stuff. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah. But I, like I said, I get addicted, so I have to delete it every week. So I'm not working. Like during <laughs> work, I would just not work and just look at memes all day. Dude, what uh, do you, do you haven't have you tried uh, setting up screen time? Yeah, but I just ignore the <laughs> when, it, when it says like you hit your 30 minutes for the day. I'm like, yeah, okay, who cares? Give me another. Yeah, that sounds like my girlfriend. Yeah. All right, I guess we'll uh, uh, split from there, but. Yeah, real quick, what, so this Instagram addiction, um, do you, you, you've, not, you've not been able to fight it at all? Like, uh, what, what have you tried, other than the timer, I guess? So. I can't, you have to delete it every week. Every <laughs> week. <laughs> Sunday, Saturday, or no, Friday after we're in its worst, you re-downloads it. Monday morning, deletes it. Exactly. Pretty much every single time. And it's bad. I mean, I unfollowed all my friends. I only follow meme accounts and hot <laughs> chicks. And I'm just like on a constant prowl to find someone hotter. And it's just like, if you open it, it's just like a time bomb. Like it should not be opened like in front of my wife or at work at all. Cause it's just bad. So right now, oh, the I way I, yeah no go ahead no what is it oh does your like now does your wife like creep over your shoulder you're looking at uh instagram you're looking at hotties and all of a sudden she's like I'm, why are you liking her pictures or you know she's never said anything but if she's in the room and i open it i kind of have to turn the phone away from her because like, like nine times or because you're looking at some tna yes tna like <laughs> let me just refresh like, I guarantee, like, on the little home home screen, there's probably, what, nine photos? Probably, like, nine of them are chicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't like, make it to the, the Discover page. That Discover page is probably uh, hell on you. Yeah, that's dangerous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. Whatever that is called. I don't know about the Discover page. Oh, like, so if. <laughs> If you don't show me, you gotta gotta show me class. It'll just start showing you shit that you should probably like. Right. And that's what's funny because it's all chicks because it's like this is based on photos you've interacted with. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's Um, always funny thinking like how much do you have to go away from that theme for you to turn the tide in the discover page? You know what I mean? Like. How much would you have to start looking at like scientific pages for them to stop showing you women and start showing you like scientific stuff? You know what I mean? Like, right. So sometimes I'll just be like, oh, all right, I got to look at some basketball highlight reels <laughs> just to get like some variety in my feed. Like, uh, so I feel like it knows me. Like, it's like, oh, if he's opening it at like 6 p.m., let's show him basketball reels. If he's opening it at like 8 a.m., we're going to give him hot chicks. For sure. That's like, it's, it's got the algorithm. It knows what you want to see at different times. It's the amount of metrics that it's uh, accumulating on you. Like, it, again, infinitesimal, what they are, it, they're, they're just so small. Uh, and you think you're not going to use anything with it, but the algorithm has, it can make use of everything down to the millisecond that you, it takes you to scroll past a picture. If it takes you five milliseconds to scroll um, past the picture that would normally take you, you know, 
two milliseconds. We'll just say this is that's super fast. Then they know it's like, oh, hmm, he stayed on this picture for three milliseconds longer. I wonder if this is a trend. We'll file away and it keeps on adding up. And it's like, aha. So over this whole week. Aha. If the chick has her feet out, he's he's like, there, one more millisecond. (laughs) It's like that long enough. We got him. (laughs) They got me. The worst is trying to go to bed because I'll like be like, all right, I got to go to bed. And then I'll just be like, all right, let me just scroll through some memes real quick. But then I'll sit there for two hours. I'll be like, damn, it's like midnight yeah. and i still haven't put this damn phone down don't do it yeah it's like i make a goal of it is like i have my one thing that i do before like i said i'll read i'll get on the bible app read like a chapter and then that's literally the last thing i do with my phone and i set it down so it's like if i'm going to do anything else before that i'll i have to do it before i open the app otherwise i set my phone down and that's it do you, yeah, you, you guys have to. Um, do either of you guys read books, like physical books? I do, uh, but not at night. Because then yeah. I, if I'm reading it, like, uh, before I go to bed, I'm definitely falling asleep through it. I don't want to do. That might be something. Well, that's something I found that kind of helps me mentally, uh, like, let go of the phone, but exchange it. You know what I mean? Which is, it's fucked up even saying that. But um, another thing I heard, Profane, have you ever thought about putting your phone in the living room? I've thought about it, but just because of work, I'm kind of on call 24-7. So I'm a little bit concerned that I miss something important. Uh, But that is probably something I need to do, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I was – so somebody brought that up to me, and I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I I don't think I can get away with that because – and I think – well, maybe not in your current job, Port, but like before when we were – in the same place, I definitely don't think we could get a, get away with that, um, just because of what we had to do. Um, and yeah, now this job, I probably could get away with it now. But man, there's just a lot of shit that you're you're always on call. I feel like even though, even though you're not really like I remember one time, for instance, instead of my phone being like in the other room. I accidentally put on vibrate and I missed a recall. So a recall is when basically <laughs> the entire squadron has to come in or your entire oh, room shit. come in. And I, like I woke up to like 30, <laughs> like 10 from my boss, 10 from my, like um, the guy who works for me directly and a bunch of other people, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And so I called my boss, like, yeah, you got to come in, like, right now. I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I missed your call, like, two hours ago. And he was like, no, you're good. Um, but still, like, I missed the shit. And if it was something really important, you know. Right. And that's what I could do is just move it, like, across the room. So I would still hear it if it went off. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. But I wouldn't be able to handle it because, like, it would ding, and I'd be like, oh, what is that text message? I got to go over and look. Yeah. It's just ruining your sleep, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's almost tough to, like, replace that. Like, that fit just – I mean, they got us fucking good, right? Like, that feeling <laughs> that feeling of scrolling for, like, the dopa- – like, seeking dopamine, basically. You know? Like, there's nothing to really replace that. That Like, when you – when you just lay down and you can just scroll like mindlessly, you know, like that's hard to, it's hard to say no to, especially if you're not tired. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, man. I, I think what, for me, what enables me to do it is I'm, I, I always go to bed super tired and I don't know if it's from exercise or from just long days at work, but if, if I make sure I'm tired, like I'm, I'm out. Like, even if like that doesn't stop me, you know, from my brain having like, Oh shit! Like, I wonder what. Like, I I know I was looking for this product, but what if I look up this product? I'll think about it, and then I'll just try to like like I'll just remember in the morning, or if I think it's something really important, then I'll write it down. Like, I'll pick my phone up, go to my notes app, write it down, and then that's it. Um, I don't go to anything else. I won't go look it up because that just ends up being a rabbit hole that you jump down. So I I encourage like. My best advice, I mean, not, I don't know if you guys are looking for advice or maybe tips, tricks, but I'd say if you can 
get it, like make sure you work out and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to run 10 miles or anything like that, but work out, eat food and get ready to go to bed because like, cause you're going to, I think you're going to be more tired and just set the phone down. That way, if you fall asleep within the first couple minutes laying down, you're not going to have to worry about it. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, my, my approach right now is I got a new phone. So I just have not downloaded, you know, any of the social media to it. But I got this old phone that works. It's like an iPhone 7 or something. So it's just, you know, connected to the Internet and it has all the social media on there. So I kind of just like put it in my bag, like my book bag or something. I just got it on the spot. But it is actually kind of dope to kind of have two like uh, handheld devices. devices. Yeah, exactly. Although one's Wi-Fi. But then I can like kind of put it away for like the Twitter, stay off the Twitter and the Instagram <laughs> for a little bit more, better yeah. that way. So do you guys all, so I know you profane, you have Twitter and Instagram, kind of Instagram. Uh, Port, do you have Twitter also? Yeah, I do. Profane, do you see me like some stuff sometimes? Uh, I have not noticed it, no. I've seen you like sometimes. I don't know if that's uh, creepy or not, but. On Twitter, uh, yeah. or I've, on seen, I, I've seen more. I've seen more profane liking stuff, and then other people um, for uh, for weird reasons. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, the profane. fin the fin twit stuff to me just cracks me up. What is this fin twit? I've, what I've the been fuck is that? that? I've never heard of this. It's like financial Twitter. It's yeah, but it's all just, these. It's just on Twitter, right? Yeah, it's just these like troll accounts that are just <laughs> like fucking ridiculously silly like they got a fake uh jerome powell like the federal chairman they got Uh they got like all these guys like they got the all the enron ceos that went to jail they got parodies of them they have a grandma on there they got like a kid and his dad and they just have created these like fake characters and just crack jokes all day it's so funny yes that's awesome i didn't I think I've liked um, Jerome Powell, but I haven't seen the rest of them, maybe. But isn't it, I mean, there's some real advice or there's some real people on there, too. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's a lot of people who I think are working in like corporate jobs and are just shitting on their like on the companies that they work for <laughs> or that they compete against, you know, yeah. and then they just point out the absurdities that go on in like. You know, in in public companies, go report to their stock, like their investors and stuff, and they'll just like circle shit and just point out the absurdities of of shit that's going on. Hilarious. Wow, I love that way more than I thought I would. That's <laughs> that's amazing. That's like accountability right there, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I so I I want to circle back to that real quick um, after I bring this up. But what do you think you guys use more, or which social media platform do you think you guys use the most? Right now, I'm hard on Twitter. Twitter? Okay. Yeah. I'm IG all the way. I'm addicted yeah. so bad. <laughs> are you, it's bad. Are, yeah, I know. Are you jumping into uh, the TikTok equivalent? Like, because don't you, doesn't Instagram have that right now where like yeah, you can swipe through videos? I have been watching some more of the longer, uh, the longer videos, not like the short uh 10 second videos right. more some of the longer form and usually it's guys like clips from podcasts and stuff right yeah and it's gonna keep showing you those because that's what you spend time on and that because that's where they really get you to see oh he actually waited you know a full five minutes before he swiped he's like he's this gotta be important um yeah i, I think i'm more instagram as well um I don't my like my girlfriend is on Twitter like crazy, but she's also on Instagram and Twitter like both like a madman. She spends hours per day on it. I don't know how she does it. Do but, you um, use the screen time? I don't use the screen time. I just don't do. I just don't use it because so at work I don't really have very good signal inside the building, um, so I don't use it then. And then when I get home, usually I'm trying to do other shit, so like I don't really have as much time to scroll. Like I scroll basically during breakfast and dinner and then if i throw something on tv i'll usually probably scroll through during that so that that was my question like i was watching the nba playoffs and i found that i'm sitting there on instagram (laughs) scrolling i can't even watch a game 
Like yeah. I, I have so little attention now. Like, like the game's not even entertaining enough. Yeah. The, I, I've noticed that the only, the, I, I don't do that with sports. If I really enjoy the sport, like right now I'm huge into formula one. I always have been, but this year probably more so. And like if the race, once the race is on, I'm usually not on my phone. Like I might get on there a little bit, but like during the first few laps and especially like during the last, like I, the phones, I'm not picking it up. Um, <laughs> I, I just can't, I can't, I can't help it. Um, I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to kind of go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I noticed the same thing when I watch like a movie or something, even with Madison, <clears throat> it's like, I'm scrolling on my phone. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, I'm like doing yeah. like, two things at once, <laughs> in the you know, like, yeah. yeah, and it's like I'm miss like I'm missing what's happening in the movie, and every once in a while I look up and I'm like, wait, when did that happen? Or like, what's going on with that? Yeah, like, what the fuck's wrong with me? I'm yeah, I just want to I throw my fucking phone against the wall. <laughs> I think we're all like that. That's where like that would be a good time to put your phone in another room, because um, you know, it's yeah, hours. yeah that's true. That's true. Um, and like I on on that note, before I kind of go back to um, talking about like the 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 jokes with the corporate and stuff. Um, but I try to, if like something is video worthy, like, you know, like, Oh, you see something cool in public. If I have somebody else with me, I try to get them to record it and send it to me. So that way I can kind of take, take in like, Oh, I'm actually seeing, you know, this happen versus like watching it through a five inch screen and it happening, you know, cause it's just not the same. Um, and the picture never the picture is never as cool as actually seeing it in real life, you know? Yeah, I have right. had some moments of uh whatever it's called where like yeah, I like specifically decided not to record it and just watch it. You know, even though I missed it, I totally missed it, like nobody else was recording it or something like that. Yeah. But I was like, I'd rather just see it with my eyes kind of thing. Yeah. And you like you're gonna remember that more than you probably will if you just have it in your phone because you're like, right. oh, I got my phone say boop and you never look at it again, you know. Right. Um, but were you saying profane with um, people making fun of their own company sometimes, kind of almost holding them accountable, if you will? Um, yeah. I've noticed, so there's been a lot like kind of going, we're back to the military meme pages. The military meme pages have been like super savage on different people. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like this has been over the last year. They, I feel like they've gotten specifically very savage on a lot of like um, big time leadership in the military. Anytime somebody says something that's kind of bullshit, they'll call them out. And they just they just spam them like, ta- and they're ruthless. They'll tag them. I saw again this um, this this meme page which is now down. Uh, it's called Viper Driver Meme. So also Viper is the F sixteen. Aircraft. It's just the nickname. So if they, they call a Viper driver like an F-16 pilot. Anyways, yeah. so they've been this meme page has been calling out this uh, like these two commanders, like big time commanders. Look, think of them like um, I I'd put them on the level of like a regional manager for, you know, a large company uh, or yeah. something like that. Um, pretty big time people. And they've just been like tagging them impose anytime something's fucked up they're like oh that's interesting tag 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 these are people <laughs> wait who, would they show like a would they like take a photo of some like damaged equipment or well, not, not necessarily damaged equipment so like this re- most recent one um there was a town hall meeting um kind of <laughs> calling, i don't remember what specifically because i wasn't there uh oh i remember it was it was an because this is a f-16 account they went to an F-16 training base and was like, they had a town hall and they took all the questions from people who were not like people who flew the F-16. They asked all questions of everybody else except for people who flew and who lived there. And they kept on tagging them like, oh, it's interesting how you you asked all these questions, but you didn't even ask any of your pilots who were here, this, that, and the other. And the guy was a pilot as well or is a pilot. So right. – and it's just like things like that or somebody would say something like they'd have a misspeak and they would tear them like it was bad enough. Like they're talking about the chief, like the senior or what is it? The chief master sergeant of the in this specific uh, instance of the Air Force. And like that's that's like the if you can imagine 
like the CEO of a company, like and like the person who's like their direct counterpart, I guess maybe the CEO, CFO or something. I don't know how like, I don't know what these things. I'm just saying these things out loud at this point. <laughs> chief, so I know it's chief executive officer and chief financial officer. They're one in this. They're kind of on the same level almost. But um, anyways, they're like calling these people out by name. It's like, dude, these people can find you. They don't care. They will find you if they want. And right. they're, just going, they're just going at it. And it's it's they're they're holding people accountable to a certain degree. But on the other hand, um, it's getting pretty outrageous. So uh, it's just interesting to think about how we were almost like these things that are supposed to be funny, which they still are funny. Um, it's become a piece of political um, capital. And this started way before, you know, 2015, 16. This is like, we're, we're kind of at a point now that it's a reality. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that kind of needs to, ha well, <clears throat> maybe not to that degree sometimes or like, um, where it's like totally damaging, I guess. Like, I think accountability is something we're missing a lot of, but I'll just stop there because I'm gonna get on my fucking soapbox here. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's is is interesting, right? You don't want it to be. There's a fine line between being a troll and then also just being funny and pointing out absurdities, right? Yeah, especially on public stuff. So sure. yeah. I think I think that's when people people take. Uh, and this is the other th thing with memes. Um, cause I love a good savage meme. Like, I, I, lo I love a savage meme, like things that are so vile and bad that I, I can't help but laugh. And like, and there's no way in real life that I would think something like if I saw something like that or heard somebody say something like this, I would think it's funny, but because it's so absurd and so outrageous, I can't help but laugh. Um, this it's like the, who's, I can't remember who, um, the comedian is maybe it's like Joe Stefowski or uh, man, I, I'll, I'll look up, I'll look him up and say his name, but he's just absolutely outrageous. And that's his comedy style. And I can't help. I'm like, Oh man, it's, it's almost <laughs> like, like you remember like dead baby jokes and stuff like that back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Like how, like how savage those are. Like, that is a it's kind of like the stuff that this guy would make. Um, but now I think what, what I was getting to is a lot of these meme pages are like they're getting their comedy from just being like absolutely savage and just it's, it's beyond trolls. They're doing it for the laughs, but they're saying like some really crazy off the wall, hurtful things, you know. But it's funny because it's the certain it's that certain type of comedy. But at the same time, the people who are because it is a meme and it's not like a famous comedian. It like, it can get people outraged. And that's what oh, yeah. I think. Dude. I mean, some of these guys that are running these things are clearly really smart, which is what boggles my mind. You know what I mean? Right. Like one of these guys. Okay. One of these guys, like, I don't know. It kind of goes into the Bitcoin thing. It's a little bit, maybe I'm, it's, maybe it's a little bit off, but some of these like FinTwit guys will be like, Hey, there's really weird activity going on, on, uh, this stock. Right. And they'll like show the graph. And then like, I've seen it like 12 hours later, they made a big announcement. They're like, I think that somebody be like, this is weird going on behind the scenes with this stock. You only see this if like the execs are selling all their shares, like they're, they got a bad announcement coming up. Right. And then, 12 hours later, what hits the public wire? Like this company's, you know, made some bad announcement or something. It's like, damn, these guys, it's like the same guys who are trolling people. Yeah, perfect. I was going to ask, um, can you talk a little bit more about your work and how it's probably been crazy? Because what you, well, you could say, I guess, but you buy and sell like future contracts or something with oil? Yeah. So, I mean, the general concept of my job is I work um, in the oil business. Uh, the, what, what ends up happening is guys go out and drill a well, right? And what comes out of the ground is like water, uh, oil, or gas, like natural gas that you would cook with or, um, you know, burn to like 
make electricity or whatever. So basically you go out, you drill a well, oil comes out of the ground, and then you got to pipe it or truck it to a refinery. And then they crack that into gasoline, distillates, jet fuel, um, kerosene for like bunker fuel, like uh, marine uh, vessels, right? So in general, uh, the oil comes from in the middle of fucking nowhere, like North Dakota or out way west Texas in the middle of the desert, right? And so they build these massive pipelines that go all the way to the Gulf Coast from way west Texas, and it goes all the way to the Gulf Coast, and they move like millions of barrels a day. Uh, and so they drill this oil, they transport it to a refiner who makes it into these products, which obviously you know we use to drive around or fly your planes or whatever you're whatever you're doing, right? Uh, what I do specifically is um, go to these guys who are drill, drilling wells and I buy oil from them and then I transport it to the refinery. So um, I buy and sell crude oil or what we call, if you want to be like real douchey about it and like try to stroke your ego, it'd be like I trade crude oil. So yeah, um, what ends up happening is if you so what I do specifically is if you buy a bunch of crude oil and like crude oil right now, is like $73. Um, if, if the price of crude oil go- tomorrow goes to like 20 bucks um, and you had it like call it 50,000 barrels in a tank, you could lose a shit ton of money, like millions of dollars really quickly. So what I do is I help our company. I sell futures contracts, um, basically a financial instrument that if the price went down, um, to $20, we would make money on that financial instrument and lose on the physical. I don't know if I'm getting too far in the weeds, but we call that hedging, right? So, so this is kind of like hedge, but like, this is kind of the, like, I'm not very good with the economy, but that's kind of like the hedge funds almost, uh, similar idea. Yeah. So what I look for is pipeliners. So there's these guys who go out into the oil fields, right? And you don't want to truck oil. So like uh, a truck of oil only moves 180 barrels and you have to use diesel to move it. And like, let's be honest, truck drivers are kind of fuck ups and they're going to spill the shit on the ground or crash (laughs) and shit like that. So to put it in perspective, a small pipeline that I work on in West Texas, it moves like 100,000 barrels a day. Whereas uh, a truckload I'm trying to, let me figure out how many truckloads at 108, let's say a hundred thousand barrels. And we've probably spilt like five barrels in a year. You know what I mean? So if you do the math, you're spilling like zero barrels, like 0.0000001, right? hundred thousand divided by 180. That would take 560 trucks to move oil and what we do on a pipeline in a day, right? Uh, it's just unrealistic to move that. So what, what I do is more physical stuff where I'm actually buying and selling physical crude oil. Um, The hedge fund guys, though, which I do, like I was out last night with some of these guys who are doing it. And I guess these rich people just give these hedge funds money and then they go out and speculate uh, on the market and they go trade and and make money that way for sure. But it is kind of crazy because like some of my trades will literally dictate and be posted in uh, like will basically make the crude oil price for the day, right? Like I'm in there with the shells, the BPs, the P66. I'm selling to them. I'm buying from them. Um, like those, all those trades get reported in a publication. Um, they edit out the names and then they publish it. And then that kind of dictates the crude oil price, which gotcha. in- inevitably dictates the price that you're going to pay at the pump, kind of, yeah. in a weird uh, way. Yeah, real quick, uh, the comedian's name was Anthony Jesselnik. Yeah, he, dude. Yeah, he's he's a savage. But um, the question I had, uh, so what's going on with the prices right now? Because I just paid a shitload for premium. <laughs> I didn't fill, I didn't want to fill up my fucking truck because like I I rarely ever fill it up anyways. But I it, this one hurt more than you know it has in a while. So what's going on with the prices? Yeah, man. Um, basically, the economy's coming back. And well, I mean, here's here's what honestly happened, right? Basically, Wall Street said, fuck the oil patch in the US. 
<laughs> so they, so what has happened is, is all these guys, they go to wall street and they say like, Hey, I'm gonna drill some oil wells. Like, um, and so wall street will give them money right out of basically our 401ks and stuff. These wall street guys get all this money and then they give it to these guys who go out and they say like, I'm going to go make some money by drilling an oil well. Um, and then these oil guys take the money from Wall Street and then they come in to Texas and they buy Ferraris and they drill a well and it like doesn't and it like water comes out, not oil. Right. Or oh, some, okay. I, I, I'm exaggerating. Right. A little <laughs> okay. bit to, you know what I mean? But they're driving around in Ferrari. So they basically so Wall Street basically said, like, fuck you guys. Like, you guys aren't making money. You guys are just like taking our dollars and lighting them on fire. Right. Uh, like you're, you're being bad. Uh, you're being a bad, what would it be steward like of steward money. of our money, right? So we're not going to, we're going to pull back the reins on, on these oil guys, which they call like in the industry, we call them the frackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause they go frack, you know, the land out there and create oil. So in general, wall street has said, Oh, also wall street is starting to get wise up to like, that we're polluting the hell out of the earth. So they're saying like, Hey, I don't, I'm getting bad rap if I give oil, like dirty oil money to go do stuff. So there's not enough drilling and there's not enough oil. So the guys don't, and they don't, they can't get the money to go drill oil. So, and then you have OPEC. So we need to like import oil, right? Well, OPEC's pinching back their oil too, um, to push the price up. Cause they know, cause they need to hit their budgets and stuff. They want a high oil price. So they're dictating the market. And then wall street is basically saying like, you need to go green, like figure out a way. Um, and so there's just not enough oil right now is basically okay. what, what's going on. And so it's kind of funny. So how does that affect you guys? Like, I, I don't know how to say like, it's stressful at work, but does are you by yourself in a sense where like you have to make it happen for your specific job, otherwise your company like hates you, or are you guys all in it as a team kind of? Oh yeah, so um, I'm on a team of four. We're relatively small. There's a guy on my team who's really smart and is basically showing me the ropes and kind of training me to do it. Um, really smart guy has been doing it for 30 years. So I knew nothing about this world when I got into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, Hey, we have this business, go make money on it. And my boss really knows how to make money. And I'm just kind of riding his coattails uh, (laughs) on, on this, but you know, it does a paycheck. So if we don't go do a deal or like make money in some sort of way, like then the company's not going to make any money and they would get mad at us and probably fire us, which I was laughing, not laughing. I was lucky that I didn't get fired this last week because uh, crude oil went from call it like $76 down to like $66. So like a $10 swing, which is pretty right. substantial. You can get into hundreds of thousands of dollars losing very quickly. And dude, I thought I was going to get fired. I got, I got fucking destroyed last week. Uh, Basically, I had all this crude and then like oil price was going down. So the value of it was just going down, yes. going down. I'm yeah, like, well, yeah, it'll, yeah, I'm yeah, like, it'll come pain. back up. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I just got destroyed. <laughs> it was like, holy shit. Like, I got to start coming into the office at 6 a.m. just to show them like that I care and that I'm trying because they're going to like <laughs> fire my ass. Like, I probably lost like 500 grand. Damn. But, so. um, yeah, I think I get the gist of it. But then if it was so if it wasn't for that guy that's helping you out, would you just be like totally fucked? You know, like because it's not it's not straightforward, you know, like. Right. So you, you have to look at all these bullshit factors because you have all this bullshit going on. Like I probably right. have a bullet point of like a million things like, OK, satellites are sh- showing that China's drawing crude oil, meaning they're like processing oh, their crude oil. Right. Like, OK. Well, U.S., we got this fucking Delta variant. Okay, well, India's on lockdown. Well, shit, how's that going to play into it? Okay, um, it's really hot up in Portland. How's that going to play into it? You know, like, 
you know, it sounds like you need like some AI to like crunch these numbers. And <laughs> like, exactly. This is, like this is a good reason to have AI, like for it to, because you you're just overwhelmed with information. Have it present you three or four options, and you look at it and say, okay, you take the human factors. The AI just yeah. compiles shit. Which I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not AI out there that does this already. Oh, the hedge fund dudes do it. And so, for instance, every Wednesday at 9.30 a.m., the EIA, it's basically the U.S. government, releases a report on it, like inventory levels across the United States, right? As soon as that hits at 9.30 on the second, you will literally see crude oil price just go crazy. It'll go up 40 cents, down 40 cents. It'll just start moving. And that's all computer trades. And so yeah. you got to sit there and you got to be like, look at this fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> like the fucking computers are taking over this shit. And they'd be like, all right, like 20 minutes later, the, the, all the like uh, the algos, they call it the algorithms are done trading. It's like, okay, now the humans are back in trading it. Like <laughs> just, it is weird. Like they got it. So like if Trump tweeted, I, I, Biden really hadn't done tweeted or said anything that really moved the market per se. I mean, but I Is mean, there's obviously, Never mind, yeah, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> international ones like the Iran deal. Right. But so, let's say yeah. the administration says like, hey, you know, we don't think like, you know, some dude in Iran tweets out something like, fuck the U.S. Like, we're not doing this deal. Um, and then like crude oil will go up because people and the, there's contracts for every month going out like many years. So it might be like. March of 22 goes up a dollar because some Iranian dude tweets out something and it's like, okay, well there's not going to be an Iran deal. So that's even less crude oil supply in the market. So there's just so much crap that can happen and it trades 23 hours a day. So when you're sleeping, you could wake up and like, if you have a small position, it could go against you by the time you wake up and you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, so is it worth having people like on, like, so you have a four man team. Is it worth having four, two of you on, like, let's say one of you has uh, 12 to six, one of you has six to noon, one of you has noon to six, and then one of you has six to midnight? Like, as far yeah, as I like, mean, if, if you had like a real big book of business and desk, I think that's how people are running it. People are monitoring it 24 7. Gotcha. That's, uh, wow. That's, we, we kind of just are like, well, fuck it. Like, whatever going to bed <laughs> so you're basically day trader but you're with a company but Correct. you're you're kind of on your own with that group and so they so the company is basically giving you the capital and hoping you're going to do good with it correct correct so isn't i mean not to i don't know uh say something disparaging, I guess, but isn't that like really stressful, like too much? You know what I mean? Like, do you wish you just that's had like a five that's just uh, straightforward? Well, or I just- find it really fun. And to be honest, my boss is more of the shot caller. Like I can pitch him ideas, but at the end of the day, he's kind of saying yes or no. Oh. Like he'll tell me you're like, you're retarded. Like, no, we're not. <laughs> uh, He'd be like, are you, he'll completely disagree with me sometimes or whatever. But um, here's what I always tell him. I'm like, hey, dude, like, look at this. Like, if we make a bunch of money, our, like, our paychecks aren't getting any bigger. Like, we don't get, like, a cut of how much money we make. But I'm like, if we fuck this up and lose $10 million, like, we're definitely getting fired. So I'm like, why are we, so why are we even trading it? Like, why don't we just do like nothing and just sit here and just like barely do anything. So that way we don't get fired. But my boss is like truly a gambler. So he's like, nah, fuck that. We're, we're, <laughs> he's like, we're going to make a bunch of money, but why does it help? No, but it feels good. I like to see. Exactly. Those- exactly. He's like, well, if we make a bunch of money, maybe we can negotiate, renegotiate our contracts to like make them give us a cut. I'm like, you're, they're going to do, you're going to negotiate that for yourself, but you ain't going to pass that to me, Yeah. but whatever. Um, so are there multiple teams again, like you guys kind of compete within the, the company? Is that kind of weird? 
Uh, so there's just one crude oil team. We also have a natural gas team, and then we have oh. a. Uh, so we have other teams doing other types of commodities. Uh, so we're not necessarily competing against each other. We're really just trying to optimize our physical deliveries. For instance, my main, like when we buy all this crude oil, my main job is to sell it off the pipe, right? And just sell it to the best. We have three delivery points that we can deliver to. And so I just say, okay, which one can I find the highest price? And I sell it there, right? right. So we kind of call that optimization. Um, but yeah, I mean, I find it super interesting. I can talk ad nauseum about it, um, but it, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's fun. Uh, the 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 upside to it is right if i lose a bunch of money like i did last week like i'm still getting a paycheck whereas like if i was trading my own money i might have just like lost everything or uh you know you would gain everything too right so you would you would i don't know so it's 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 one of those catch 22s i'm definitely taking it and trying to learn as much as i can so that way i can do it for myself or do it like with a big boy like big boy company like a hedge fund or something where i could like try to really profit profiteer become, on the, if, if, become their yeah. oil guy right right go to like a big hedge fund or something like that and be like hey we did this at this company i can do that give me a shot and like if i win give me 10 percent of whatever i make right so if you make six million dollars you get 600k or if I don't win, you can just fire me. <laughs> <laughs> so it does uh, always feel, it's one of those things, it's a roller coaster. It feels really good when you're right and you're like, hell yeah, like I was smart, I made the right decision. Uh, but then it also feels like shit and you're like, man, I'm in the fuck it. I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like when it goes wrong. Is it like, and last week was one of those things. Is it like Wolf of Wall Street where you guys are jerking off in the bathrooms or something like that? <laughs> I will. I'm not jerking off in the bathroom, but I will say, dude, I, I developed, when I first started doing this, I developed an eye twitch. Um, I think I, I probably beat off a little bit more just out of, <laughs> <laughs> out of stress. I'm like, oh, fuck this, like blah, blah, blah. It probably got a little worse when work from home came along. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> as far as frequency of that, but. Uh, <laughs> yes. <you> guys- <laughs> <laughs> like you guys were, I mean, like we were saying, whatever many podcasts ago, uh, you guys could totally just work from home. I mean, I guess it's just tough with within your group to talk to each other, I suppose, during the day. Right, but we we have these speakers where we can uh, we call it squawk, but you can literally I can press a button and I can shout to anyone on my team and talk to them. Yeah, that's awesome. And so that's actually how some of this physical stuff, you know how they used to have tra- uh, trade floors, like on the stock exchange? Right. Um, now they don't. It's just like a dude sitting in Topeka, Kansas with five other people. And I press a button and I'm going into this, like I picture them in like a conference room, right? And there's like 10 of these brokers. And so I'm going in there and saying, hey, I need to sell crude oil. And then like BP saying, hey, I need to buy it. And they connect us and they just yell over this like speaker. I can just press this button. And I need like, five fucking barrels right now. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It is. It is like that. And, and so I'll be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And uh, they'll yell back the same type of shit. And yeah, so it's cr- kind of crazy. I just have this button and I press it and I'm just yelling into the speaker. And it's like you're on a trade floor. It's, it's wild. A different fucking world, I gotta say, yeah. That's and we have saying. like little chat boxes, so I got like a million screens, like with different graphs and shit and prices, and then I got these little chat boxes where I'm talking to all these different people, like, hey, so, can I buy? Can I sell this? Blah blah blah. So how was it back in the day when? So everybody had to be on the floor, like at the New York Stock Exchange or something, in order to. Yeah, I think they would right? call. They would call somebody, Jesus. and the guy, and then the guy would pick up the phone. And he would do a hand signal down to a guy on the floor and they would run around the floor and try to find somebody who was buying or selling. Right. If I wanted to sell, I'd call a guy and he'd go and be like navigate through the stock exchange and try to find the guy who was trying to buy or, or vice versa. Right. Cause even now, who are those fucking guys that you see on the pictures? Like when the stock goes up or, or stock market goes up or down, those like four or three or four guys that are always on the floor 
Are they yeah. the actual brokers or are they just like technicians or something? Well, I think if you're talking about like the CNBC guys yeah. who are like typically on there, they're just like reporters because it's all done electronic. So I hear, I haven't been, but the stock exchange, like the stock floor, it used to be real loud and bustling and a lot of people there. Now it's all done electronically. People are just clicking buttons. And so uh, there's just on the trade floor instead of it being loud, it's just like all these screens, like scoreboards basically. And so that those dudes are just sitting there like talking in front of the scoreboards. I'll put it in the <laughs> chat. But what I'm what I'm talking about is the guys who have like the fucking jacket, the blue jackets on that say like New York Stock Exchange or something. Like, yeah. what, are, what are those guys doing? So those guys are probably brokers. So, yeah. for instance, I have a broker. So I call my broker and I say, hey, I need to sell crude oil. And like, I'm willing to sell it for this price. And he would call. He would hit me back and be like. BP will pay, you know, we have shorthand, probably like you do. And so, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly a broker. So I would call a dude like that. But the problem is, is he's no longer there in a blue jacket. He's just sitting in an office building, probably in shorts and a cutoff, just being like, <laughs> doing the same thing I'm doing. Right. Sitting here with a blanket over my head, trading <laughs> thousands of barrels of crude oil. <laughs> Like it's nothing, dude. That's fucking wild, man. I did. I was wondering if it was like that or if it was like consistent. But sounds like it's a the wild fucking west out there. It's a little bit weird. It's a little bit weird, man. It's weird how it lines up too. Because I do physical, and so there's a bunch of guys who are in general doing this, right? But like, so we all like like one dude would just like in the morning. One dude will be like, they call it bid and ask, bid and offer. So one dude will be like, hey, I'll buy crude oil for $70. And then somebody like me will go, I'll sell it for $75. And so then it's we call it 70 at 75 We don't have a deal because we never agreed on price. And then it'll just sit there for two hours. So you're basically in this Mexican standoff, like the majority of the time, right? So I'm just saying it'll be 70 at 75 And then somebody like an hour later will go, 71 I'll I'll buy at 71 and then someone will say I'll sell at 75 like if if it didn't change. So then it's just like it gradually gets to where it's 10 cents away. You know what I mean? Someone will be like I'll buy at 63.55 and I'll, someone will say I'll sell at 63.65. And then you have all these dudes probably hunched over the computer on their you know about to hit the squawk box button and type some shit and it's like Who's going to move first? Like, who's the guy who's going to give 10 cents and right. buy or sell? That's crazy. Uh, and then when it goes, it, it turns into this mass chaos. So it'll be like, uh, you know, 63.55 trades, 63.50 trades, 63.45 trades. Like, oh, there's a bunch of sellers today. Like, everyone's selling their shit off and the buyers are running away. Like, uh, I'm trying to get a better price. Like, trying to buy lower, you know? right. Yeah, somebody's got to be stuck with the bag to fucking make everybody else rich, right? Right. So <laughs> the real rich guys are these brokers. So uh, like, let's say they're making a half a cent a barrel on everything, and the minimum lot is thirty-one thousand barrels. So they're making like two hundred bucks a trade, and they're probably doing hundreds of trades. I, like they're making like tens of thousands of dollars a day on just okay. transaction fees. Holy shit! Wow. And well, so it's like, that's what you need to do. So then your job is just to go wine and dine crude oil traders. So that way right. they give their volume to you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Damn. I learned a for lot. Sure. So this is going to be a long-term thing for you, you think? You're just going to stay in this? And this is... Um, and, oh, we, even, we didn't even talk about Houston, but everybody there is probably... Or most people there are something related to oil right in houston yeah there's a lot of oil and i mean there's a lot of stuff i mean it's a pretty big city but uh yeah, yeah i mean it's for me i've worked in energy i'm lucky to have this job i find it fun i don't think i'm getting fired tomorrow but <laughs> you never know uh i would i think i'm confident like as long as i have my mental capacity the way i do now like as barring i get hit in the head with a hammer or something I feel like I could probably get hired to continue to try to do something, even if it's not as like glamorous per se, like I could probably help out some oil companies with some of the stuff that I've learned. Uh, I do think it's long-term, but I'm also like trying to retire. I'm trying to do less, not more. 
Fair so enough. I don't know. Just I basically I'm a, I'm a saver. I sock away all my money like in an abnormally large amount because I'm like, dude, the day I get fired because I've been hired and fired many different times. I've gotten hired three or four different times and I've gotten fired three or four different times. So it just it just ends up happening. So yeah. I'm like always saving for that rainy day. I got you. Well, I mean, I I don't know if that's a good ending or not, but I mean, we're about at time. That sounds like a close. We can we can always continue the conversation too. But yeah, I think that's good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, probably. yeah, of course. And I got a couple more questions after the podcast too. Um, if you got time to stick around, a couple more minutes. <clears throat> for sure. All right, see you guys. Yep, see ya. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.